Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to right now. If you haven't made it to the end of the 500th episode of Unpopular Opinion, which would be completely understandable seeing as how it's just under five hours long, then you may still be completely unaware that the Unpopular Opinion podcast and the Unpops Podcast Network are in the midst of a rebrand. The podcast formerly known as Unpopular Opinion is now called You Don't Even Like This Show, and it is the flagship show of the You Don't Even Like Podcasts Network. Why? Mostly legal reasons. Listen to the end of the 500th episode for all the details. It's nothing too exciting. Aside from a name change and an intro song change, the new one comes courtesy of Sliceberg Slim. You can buy the original using the link in the show description. Aside from that, you probably won't notice much of a difference around these parts. Also, rebrands don't happen overnight, at least not when you're working with the budget we are, so the cosmetic changes will be gradual at best. Oh, and in light of all the changes, I certainly don't have time to shut down the recently reopened $5 for everything tiers of the old Unpops Patreon and Supercast sites. That takes days, if not weeks. Ask anyone who has a Patreon. So, for at least another week, you can take this opportunity to subscribe to everything we do. Public episodes, bonus episodes, live streams, all of it ad-free for just $5 per month. Or, if you're the buy-in-bulk and save-a-little-money type, you can subscribe for an entire year for just a little over $50. I think it works out to be like $51. And then, at the end of the year, it will still just be a little over $50. We aren't the damn cable company. Lock it in forever. And hey, that's the end of this preamble. Let's get to the very first episode of You Don't Even Like This Show. Thanks. We love you. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, current events. Pop culture, how Jeff is a bad person. No, that's mm. not Things part like of it. That. That's not mm-hmm. part of it. That, we agreed not. No. We, I didn't agree to that. I sure. think we did agree to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me okay. and Olivia definitely. Agreed. I'll check the contract, but check it and get back no, to I me. Mean, yeah, just yeah. Have, yeah, have your people get in touch. Hey, everybody, I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm. Uh, oh wow, I'm I'm the host of this podcast. Joining me as co-host, Jeff just booed me. That's a rough start. I'm going to be honest. What? It's not my favorite start to a podcast. What? Getting Call booed? Me Ric Flair, because I'm full of booze. <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. <laughs> Getting booed. Yeah, yeah. Not, not. I mean, not how, completely how I expected this show to start, but sure. not that unlikely also. Hey, also joining us, my Conspiracy the Show co-host, Olivia Hydar is here. Hi, hello. Olivia, how's it going? Thank you for not booing me. Uh, 
when it's the episode great. started. Like it's amateur. okay. I feel like if I booed after you said my name, it would just sound like I'm booing myself. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I guess thanks for not joining Jeff as he <laughs> booed me. Uh, and I don't okay. thank you for that. I unthank you for that. that and that's fine, too. You know, I accept that. It was some real nonsense. This some is real big fish here. <laughs> this is the first episode of this show. But again, mm. it's it's just a rebrand, baby. It's the first asterisk episode of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. And we're not shaking up the format too much. Not to say that the way this episode today will unroll is the way every episode's going to go. This isn't necessarily indicative of the subject matter of every show. It's not just going to be a politics podcast, but hey, let's start by talking about politics because we have an election right around the corner. Oh, yeah. It's breathing down our necks. I, I thought we won in 2020 and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we we're don't, good. None of us have to vote in 2024. Oh, good. Because our side won in 2020. And yeah. Of course, like defending the title. If Biden hits somebody with a steel chair and loses by DQ, he keeps the title. Right. <laughs> exactly. But we do have a presidential election coming up. I'm obviously mm. joking when I say it's right around the corner, but it's started. People have definitely yeah. started announcing their runs for president. Just so, a real mishmash of Hanna-Barbera characters signing yeah. up for this shit. Yeah, that's the thing. We're talking about racists. <laughs> We're talking about the 2024 Republican presidential candidates because there aren't really any Democratic candidates besides Joe yeah, Biden. We already got Golden right. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Who who else do we need? Yeah. I hope Corn Pop runs against Joe Biden as a Ooh. Democrat. Hits Kamala him. Harris Corn Pop ticket. <laughs> so we're just talking about Republicans and we're not talking about all of them because a lot of people are either already running or have suggested they might run. We're just talking mm -hmm. about some of the more concerning candidates who aren't Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. If we have time at the end, maybe we'll talk about Trump and DeSantis a little bit, but do we need to? No, probably not. We, we have these ghouls that we get to talk about. Yeah. Like everybody knows what Trump's deal is and Ron DeSantis will never be president. So we don't really need to talk about them that much. I don't know that Ron DeSantis will never be president, but uh, I mean, as things stand right, go watch the documentary about John Kerry running for president. At this yeah. point in the 2004 election, people were like, John Kerry is not getting the nomination. And not only did he get the nomination, he probably won in 2004 if not yes. for some assorted malfeasance in Ohio. So I know it's popular right now to say, oh, DeSantis has no chance, but it's early. Give it. He could kill Disney. Give it time. Yeah, definitely. He's Disney, got the legal team money. to kill Disney. So, yeah, maybe we'll talk about them later on. Maybe we won't. They're definitely the two candidates that everyone is emulating. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, no one's emulating Trump, really. Like, there are people who aren't criticizing Trump openly, but there's no one running for president who's like, no, I'm I'm the real Donald Trump. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, Tom Green, when, like, there were people that were, like, getting kind of close to that style, but nobody was actually going for mm -hmm. that style of comedy when he came out. They were like, well, I can't do that, yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah, I think by this point, most people realize that they can't just straight up try to be 
Trump. There's something too alchemic about it. Like there's just a weird magic. Chaos his, magic. Uh, yeah, exactly. This weird magic to his appeal to people that I think even the most guileless Republican nominees know that they can't emulate that. So, yeah, we are talking about candidates today of varying degrees of crazy, varying degrees of delusional. There are some people whose names are going to come up who really don't, I think, have any chance of winning, but they're just running for some reason. Yeah. I would argue the reason is to become a pundit later. Probably. I think so. In at least in the case of this first name, I I feel like these first two we're going to talk about fall under the category of running for no reason. Mm -hmm. And the first is Mike Pence, baby, (laughs) which is weird because he's like the highest profile name. Yeah. Who's announced so far. I love it. how he's just like, man, I think those guys that tried to hang me in the Capitol, they they probably want me (laughs) for me. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, of all the people on this list, he's the only one that the MAGA establishment literally went to the Capitol with the intention of hanging him on the front lawn. Which is, we can all agree, funny. Yeah, very. (laughs) Like, a little bit. It's very funny. And I know that we're like, it's a little funny. No, it's like the funniest. No, it's it's very funny. If you look at like the funniest things that have happened in America since the millennium, that is like in the absolute top. Yeah. The funny thing about my pants is that he has never had the juice ever. Like he just does not have national juice whatsoever. He was put on the Trump ticket for that reason as like, uh, as like ice. To cool you need a down simple piece things. of white bread with your barbecue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he just doesn't have it. And he, I, it's crazy that he doesn't realize this, but you know, he's a delusional man. So he's held the second highest office in the country. Yeah. Like Take that's going to fill you up a little bit, you know? I like, well, I think he was also there to appeal to evangelicals who got behind Trump really hard when he was campaigning. And that was also Mike Pence's appeal, is that yeah. it would bring in those voters. But I don't know that evangelicals even matter as much as they used to. It's turned into a different thing. Well, that's the thing, is it's just evolved to its next form. Like, all of these people who are your rabid right-wing chuds, they are following, even if they don't explicitly agree with evangelical ideology or whatever, they're following that playbook. That It's just an evolution of that. There's real enemy of my enemy energy to that union of the Republican Party, which is they're like, well, I hate gay people because they make me feel uncomfortable. The other people are like, well, I hate them because I think they're going to hell because that was never actually brought up. Right. They're like, hell yeah. It's the real real, uh, predator meme where they're, grabbing arms (laughs) and like Mike Pence he strikes me as someone that almost no one is going to be passionate about yeah like you either could you be yeah you either hate Mike Pence or you have no feelings about Mike Pence but I don't think anyone loves Mike Pence except like he's Jesus he's vanilla ice cream I mean yeah you know he's not who you're going you're not going like I can't wait to get to Dairy Queen so I can get some vanilla ice cream (laughs) Like, so you're like, look, man, in a pinch, I'll take what I'll take. 
But really, we need to dress this up a little bit. Um, speaking of dressing up in Mike Pence, did you folks see the biker photos? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, I did not, but that sounds like something I want to Google Adam, right now. Mm, you need to look those oh, up yeah. right now. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And my favorite my favorite thing somebody said about it, and I forget who it was, but they, they wrote, uh, if you can read this, mother fell off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look uh, at that dork. Ugh. It's the saddest. Remember when he was trying to be like folksy and it made it sound like he fucked horses? <laughs> Me wow. and this beautiful He's like, muscular horse. I, I believe his phrase was, there's nothing better for the inside of a man than the outside of a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has he not seen the documentary about the guy who fucked a horse? And well, he's in the Mr. Hands video. He's in it. There's a documentary about the Mr. There's Hands a Mr. Video. Hands documentary. Yeah, yeah, there That's sure is. Weird. <laughs> I I want to say it's called Zoo or something like that. Like and the it, CBS TV show Zoo. <laughs> I think that's a spinoff of the Mr. Hands. Video. Oh yeah, yeah. CBS is <laughs> all Zoo. the animals are attacking humans, and then they're fucking us. <laughs> also, a type of attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Pence is never going to be president. I, I he's just, a paper doll. I suspect if he ever got elected, he would literally be eaten in the streets. His like, best shot at becoming president was if someone assassinated Trump while he <laughs> yeah. was in office. But look, one hundred percent, that is absolute. Or that Trump got kicked out of office. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think Trump, the assassination is more likely than that. <laughs> if Trump left office under some means, in some way, right? I, my concern is that as this carries on. I know people are super confident Trump is going to like win for some reason. I, I, I'm not quite as confident of that this time around, but I just feel like there's just not really any other choices. I mean, it's again, it's still really, 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 really early on. And the it thing is. about Trump is. is his shit is becoming a real sideshow. Mm-hmm. And I can absolutely see at some point. People like Pence and DeSantis being pushed as a moderate version of Trump, where you get all the bigotry, all the hatred, all the things you want out of a leader like Trump, but someone who's just not as much of a loose cannon in their personal life. Yeah, And that I doesn't, I, I don't mean that to say Mike Pence has no. a shot in hell of winning, but that's obviously where this is headed sure but i just don't think that the majority of the republican voting base wants that they don't want someone to be like a straight lace guy i don't think anybody knows what those fucking people want anymore i guess i kind of know but but we thought that about trump didn't we we thought that in in 2015 into 2016 most people were like he's he's not gonna win except adam yeah, uh, and I mean, Adam's sure. like, no. So like, th- this is an amorphous group that has little integrity other than doing what they can to win. You very rarely get a Liz Cheney that has at least some form of integrity to be like, this is bad and a problem, and I will lose my seat if I must, but I will not be a part of this. Also, in the midterms, the most devout Trump types did the worst. Almost all of those motherfuckers yeah. lost. But against Democrats, mostly. Right. But we're talking about a Republican primary here. Like, this is, it's a different animal. But you have to admit, Trump has a little baggage 
to yeah, him. And absolutely. To, I totally admit and to that. Say I'm not saying he's baggage free. But you did say there's like no other choice. That's insane. There, there are no other options on the Republican side that have any sort of viability it, right now. Maybe that could change in the next Ron year. Ron DeSantis or so. absolutely has viability. He's trailing I mean, Trump. Barely. But what are you talking about? He's- As he gets more of a national spotlight, his personal idiosyncrasies are much more off-putting to than Trump's. They just oh. are. They're not the kind I, of thing. Trump just got I mean, convicted of rape in a civil right, trial. Right, and people on the right love that. They they tend to like that, to be fair. I will add, though, that like I wouldn't be so expertly confident in what you're saying with these people, Olivia. I mean, I'm not just, com- confident more than I am about literally anything else happening I mean, right now. You're coming in pretty confident, and I respect what, the confidence. What is this but stuff this is the show not, is? <laughs> I, I'm just going to you're like, there is... No chance. I don't think there is. I truly don't think there's a chance. I, right, yeah, I, that's pretty confident right me because now. I think there is. Yeah, well, we will see on the you know, first <laughs> you know why I know November that? 2024 episode of You Don't Even Like This Show. I know. I'll tell you uh, why. I'll tell you why I'm thinking this way. And I'm not going to pretend that I can predict these people, but I have relatives that I visited back home who are like, pretty moderate Republicans that have, that have dipped their toes and, and they fucking love him. They love DeSantis. They loved what he did with the sending the refugees to Martha's vineyard. They thought it was great and hilarious and, and a wonderful way to weapon. Like they fucking loved it. And like, we do have our bubble of who we talk to, who we see on our social media. like, And you remember the wacky sign that used to hang in front of this studio? I, I do remember the that stupid building owners. sign. Did but, I, the I don't fact, know I, but the I, thing about I that sign is that it said Trump DeSantis, which was never going to happen. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the sign, I think I've talked about it on podcasts before, but after I rented this studio, like a week after, they put up a sign out front that said, Trump DeSantis ticket 2024. And then it had like impeach Joe Biden and all these names. Yeah. And I complained about it and they didn't really do anything. But what was funny is people kept taking that sign and hurling it into the street <laughs> out in front of the building like vandals. It's awesome. Because ba- yeah. that's a bank, which, you know, there's lots of cameras and people yeah. are like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> And they finally did take the sign down. But I remember one time after it had been taken down and they were putting it back up, I came outside and I was in a really shitty mood. And I like called the guy over and I was like, Trump and DeSantis hate each other. Like, what what does this sign even mean? (laughs) And he was like, I don't deal with politics. And it's like. You're putting up the well, sign. You do. Are you sure? Because you've got that sign in your yeah. hand, sir. Yeah. What a what a what a wonderful mind. Yeah. To have. And so, but like obviously, the MAGA fuck who owns this building is all right with Ron DeSantis. I think a lot of people are total. I think a lot of people in on the right are on DeSantis's side on culture war bullshit like that. But I really don't think he's got national juice. I and I'm probably I'm probably wrong because I'm a fucking moron. Yep. Like this is the whole thing, but. <laughs> Here's In what my I'll say. heart right now, the way that I feel is that DeSantis doesn't have much of a chance. If if that's the case, it'll be one of the first times in history that Republicans didn't toe the line when it came voting time. The left does not do that. The right tends to do that. They mm-hmm. will say, well, I want to win 
Sure. And so even if this person is not what I want, like yeah. the left tends to be a little bit more. Well, and everything about this conversation is way different than who will win 2024. Yeah. We're, we're talking about who yeah. gets the nomination in general. And, and at that point, if someone, whoever gets the nomination, the Republicans are voting for. I don't think any of us would question yeah. that. And to circle it back to Mike Pence, because this conversation started because I brought up Mike Pence and DeSantis being presented as like a more moderate version of Trump. I honestly think of the three, I would want Mike Pence in office the least. Like because he's a fundamentalist. Yeah, psychopath. he's a fundamentalist. Yeah, Trump and DeSantis pretend to be fundamentalists. Yeah. Mike that, Pence is one. Trump was no. yeah. Trump was the buffer a yeah, little bit. That. Like, that's a tough. That's a tough. Com- I don't know if I can even answer who I like, the, who I would want to be president the least. That's tough. I, I do like the idea that Pence was not allowed to be with women without his wife <laughs> course, there. Yeah. And yeah. Trump only wanted to be with women yeah. when his wife wasn't there. That's but the that's- thing. Mike Pence would be our quickest route to like some handmaid's tale shit breaking out <laughs> in this country. Yeah. Like Trump and DeSantis at least aren't going to pull that, but also fuck them too, you know? Yes. All right. Let's talk about this next candidate. Now this guy's got a real shot. I think this is our clear winner. John Bolton. His face looks like it belongs on a bottle of sauce. (laughs) So, so is John Bolton, he actually is saying that he's going to run for president. Yes. That is one of the most delusional and misguided things I've ever heard he's in my probably entire got a new life. Book. He's probably got a new book. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, he's already a pretty prominent talking head on Fox News. So this has to just be about a yeah. book. But it I, must be. Didn't he already write a book about yeah. Trump? Time for yeah. a sequel. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said he's probably got a new book to promote. Like, he's probably like, we're going to keep this thing going. He looks like... If you were like in the seventies asked to draw an old man, that's <laughs> <what you> draw. <laughs> yeah. He announced way back in January, which is Yeah. He's nuts. it's weird code because he's got that salt and pepper hair that looks like it's colored with pee. Yeah. Yes. You know what yeah. I'm talking like it's that like it looks like it smells musty. He looks like he yes. smokes a lot and doesn't shower a lot. Yeah, yeah, I bet he, his mustache smells amazing. Oh my god, he looks like an old blanket <laughs> with a push broom mustache. <gasps> That mustache is out of control. He's awful. He's a he's a disgusting man, a war hawk. Like it, filters Venezuelan poisons. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he drinks, it, it has to run through the poison stream. Yeah. And for people who don't recall, John Bolton was Trump's national security advisor for a bit. Yeah. While also holding down the responsibilities of being our nation's mustache in chief. Yeah. He's had a long career. To his credit, he served under all four of the previous Republican administrations, and that's because Republicans have been united in the course they're going to take to destroy the world since like the mid 90s, at least when the project for a new America came out. John Bolton worked for oil companies, too, right? That was like his big thing. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I've not heard I that. I just know his I think you, you might be thinking of the Trump's first secretary of state was an oil executive. 
and they eventually had a falling out. But I don't remember that fuckface's name. I just remember his Bolton's bloodthirst during the W administration. He was such a hawk, just constantly trying to get us into wars with more Middle Eastern countries. He looks like evil Mark Twain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like if it's like a Mark Twain impersonator from and I think you should leave sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Payne. (laughs) He and Trump had a falling out and a lot of people are convinced that's why he's not. He has no chance of winning, but I think that has nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. He just has no chance of winning in general. (laughs) He's a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. He is not a a public facing dude. Yeah. He's too old. His personality is trash. Yeah. It would be like electing Clint Eastwood. But if Clint Eastwood was like a school janitor his whole life (laughs) and just had, you know, no personality no pizzazz no panache nothing put some sawdust on this vomit (laughs) he's cantankerous as fuck i i feel like the maga types he's a codger yeah yes the maga types don't like him and neither do just regular ass republicans i think i mean i think they probably like him when he is serving his function to feed the land with blood other than that they don't really care about him at all And he's one of the people on this list who, if we were living in a version of the world where guns were held to our collective heads and we were forced to vote in an election where Trump was running against John Bolton, I would vote for Trump. Like if I had to vote, I wasn't allowed to just not vote. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Sure. And well, I have (laughs) I, I, I have a good reason for saying that, and it's. Because John, well, John Bolton was like one of the architects of our foreign policy that just destroyed the Middle East. I've hated John Bolton for like 20 years. I don't give a shit. He He is such a representative of the American war machine. And I honestly believe the falling out between him and Trump happened because Trump didn't want war with Iran. And John Bolton clearly did. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't I don't want to go to war with Iran either. No. I want to go to war with John Bolton. Yeah. And that's the thing. John Bolton yeah. wants to go I don't to think war that with needs Iran. A war. And you know. yeah, he's just too much. He's he's such a war hawk. And that's gross. Yeah. I hate that. What a cool name for such a shitty thing to be. I know. A war hawk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't the war hawks be the anti-war types? Right. Like we're always yeah. hawking on the people trying to make war with all our petty grievances. A oh, war hawk, a loogie on them. No, we just get pigeons, doves. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to right now. Just dropping in to let you know about another podcast of mine that you might want to check out. It's called You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports. Each season, me and my co-host, Jeff May, maybe you've heard of him, take a deep 
deep dive into the eccentricities and off-field antics of some of history's most controversial athletes without boring you non-sports fans with lots of statistics and technical sports talk. There are full seasons up right now about the likes of Jose Canseco, Dennis Rodman, Tony Stewart, Diego Maradona, and a new season about golf legend John Daly in progress right now. Don't know who any of those people are? It doesn't matter. You will enjoy hearing their stories nonetheless. But hey, what if you do like sports? Well, to paraphrase Chicago White Sox legend Frank Thomas, you'll like it too. The show has more than 55 star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Search for You Don't Even Like Sports wherever you get your pods and find out why for yourself. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. All right. So these next two candidates, I think, fall under the category of running for VP, which, yes, that is a term that has been used to kind of marginalize women candidates and people of color. And we are about to talk about a woman and a person of color. Look, it's the GOP. That's just how it goes. Yeah. But also, um, I, I feel like these two, if they were vice presidential picks, they do both have kind of the potential to change the Republican Party a little bit, at least in terms of demographics. Hmm. But beyond that, like policies, no. But first, let's talk about Christy Nome. Mm-hmm. A tragic smoke show (laughs) yeah she started her run in politics when i still lived in south dakota and she somehow looks better now she's fine as hell man yeah i don't know what she looks like the republican party has a collection of just i call them tragic smoke shows (laughs) And, and it's just i see them and i'm like god i hate how fucking hot you are it's infuriating i guess looks like she's gotten a lot of work yeah i'll give her a little more (laughs) <laughs> hey, Jeff, what do you mean? I would have sex with her. Oh, oh. okay. Got it. Maybe Bye. I could. Hey, you got a little uh. lefty in you? <laughs> oh, just a little. Well, she's hot. Like, we, we shouldn't pretend like Lauren Boebert. She's hot. Like, why are we pretending she's not? Why why do people say she's not? She's a smoke show. Christy Gnome's a fucking smoke show. Like, they're, she's just super yes. hot. I don't, I, I, it's, it, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm cloud. Maybe my judgment's clouded. Yeah. Well, uh, they're hideous, ugly inside people. Sure. I'm not yeah. saying, oh, I'm not talking I, about inside. I'm I talking about outside. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go on a nice romantic weekend uh, to Lake Tahoe, but I would yeah. do some weird Vegas shit with them. Maybe that iced up type is just not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like a like, sexy villain. Yeah. I'm not a fan. She hasn't even announced yet. That she's running, but the speculation seems to be that she will. I don't think she has a high enough national profile no. to win, but she is, for all intents and purposes, the female Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And those sexy, <laughs> those two as a team, I think, could be a problem. Mm-hmm. She's every bit as militant about COVID measures as he is. For one thing, there are even people we'll talk about later who accuse Ron DeSantis of stealing all of his really hardline COVID ideas from Christy Nome, <laughs> who did like really early on just eliminated mask mandates yeah. in South Dakota. Which, to be fair, there's 80 people in South Dakota. 
That's the thing. One of the articles I brought up mentioned that South Dakota as a state has, I think they have close to a million people now. I think it was (laughs) under a million when I lived there. And that wouldn't even put them in like the top 40 biggest counties in the United States. (laughs) So, yeah, when your state is as spread out as it is, I, I think you can ditch the mask mandates a little more safely. But who knows? fucking cares i mean i have family there i care but yeah it's fine she's also super duper against teaching diversity related things in school shocker on the grounds that and this is a quote students have been taught the importance of diversity and equity and given access to safe places instead of learning to tolerate the disagreement discomfort and dissent that they will experience in the real world end quote Imagine having the fucking balls to issue a statement like that, knowing that everyone in their right mind will hear that and go, but that's what you're doing right now. You you don't want to hear criticism yeah. of your viewpoint. So you're just like banishing it. Not to mention, it's this right wing thing right now of just putting as much stink on the words love and equality as you possibly can to make it sound like they're not perfectly reasonable and good things to teach children. Yeah. It's, I mean, love is pretty weak word to use. (laughs) I'd put some stink on it too. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. She's also every bit as you're not going to believe this anti-trans as Ron DeSantis. What? Just this year, she signed a bill that bans all manner of gender-affirming treatment for minors in the state, anyone under the age of 18. Yeah, for now. And that was hot on the heels of signing a bill banning transgender girls and college-age women from playing in school sports leagues that match their gender identity. Which, which is the that's the real important issue that everybody wants to talk about. Yeah, because... I mean, I think we've all seen this wave of transgender athletes just oh, yeah. dominating. It's taken up. We're taking over. Are you? T- are you sports. kidding me? Yeah, I love that. The example they bring up the most. I think it's Leah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Leah Thompson. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and how Back she's great in Back to the Future. Yeah. Talk about the smoke show. Yeah. The girl who is most vocal about. Transgender athletes, especially in swimming, is where it's been the biggest thing. I think those two tied for fourth in the match that got Mm -hmm. this girl all fucking hot and bothered. And it's like, if they're finishing fourth, this isn't a problem. It's almost never, I would have won if it weren't for the trans person who won. It's always, I would have come in third if it wasn't for this trans person. It's like, well, okay. It sounds like there's still a couple of cis women who are uh, perfectly capable. But like, uh, you know, as with all this stuff, logic doesn't matter. These fucking people. I'm I'm so sick of trying to fucking logic with them about this. Yeah. Well, it's weird because they think they're logicing you. So hot. Yeah. it's like that's the real judo of the whole thing. Exactly. It's been the Republican judo for the last fucking 15 years. And it's again, exhausting. And I double-checked because I was like, maybe I had, like, bedroom eyes or something. I double-checked. No, you're wrong. She's a smoke show, Olivia. She's no, no, no. She is a frigid bitch. She looks like a, she she looks is like a total frigid shit. bitch 
She looks that like total shit. Fucking smoke show. <laughs> looks like she's had her face cut up more times than fucking, I don't know, uh, I, pinhead. I drink from a plastic cup. That's fine by me. <laughs> Listeners in the Q&A section, Christy Gnome, yay or nay? Yeah. Would you bang the evil <laughs> South Dakota lady? Yeah. Oh. The answer is yes. No. Ooh, and she's like just enough older than me that makes it like extra hot, you know? <laughs> oh, wait. No, no. I wouldn't have sex with her. She's That's like asking someone, would you fuck Trump? I mean, no, she, it is not. She has got to be drier than parchment paper. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, God, I'd be a freak. Oh, man, this took a turn. But hey, it's Christy <laughs> I'm going to bring it on a turn. Me. You don't bring me on here for my for my <laughs> scathing political uh, opinions. Here. Yes, I do. Jeff, you bring me on here because I get a boner when I see an evil lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's definitely the grotesque goddamn future of the Republican Party. But I don't think she's going to be president in 2024. I could absolutely see her being vice, someone's vice president choice. Sure. And I don't know. I, I could see it being Ron DeSantis. So now let's talk about Tim Scott. Let's. Mm -hmm. This dude sucks. Tim Scott is a black conservative from South Carolina. The only black Republican senator in office right now. And only the second black Republican senator in history. I just feel like if you are that guy, you don't take a look at that record and maybe be like, oh, I don't know that this is good for me to do. <laughs> yeah, I would wonder, though, if it's so much that no one has wanted to be a black senator mm -hmm. as much as it is you don't get a lot of opportunities for that kind yeah. of thing within the Republican party. Oh, sure. I'm not saying no one has wanted it. I'm saying the people who want it maybe should reconsider. <laughs> there have only been, I think 11 black senators total in history, yeah. which is yeah. insane. It is. That is insane. We made one a president. We did. Yeah, that's true. Astute observation. Like 10%. I'd want to be a black senator then. That's huge odds. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You know, what? that's what I'm going to go for. Yeah. Black <laughs> yeah. senator. I'm going to be the 12th black senator. Like Soul be the Rachel Dolezal of the Senate. Yeah. No, the C. Thomas Howell. That not, remember that not at all problematic movie? 1986's <laughs> Soul Man. Uh, I wonder Soul if you Man. can even watch that anymore. I, or if it's just put on a locked in a vault somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So back to Tim Scott. He's got pretty good stage presence. He's got that going for him. He, at least according to NPR, has a slightly more optimistic outlook than Trump or DeSantis, which that's such a low bar. Like, I don't even really understand what an optimistic outlook means for a conservative movement. I don't know. I guess optimistic means he was a black guy that think he could win a Republican ticket, and he did. Yeah. It's pretty optimistic. That's sure. true. He has a backstory that resonates with conservatives. This is a quote. Growing up in a single-parent household mired in poverty, the challenges that I faced from self-esteem to low grades were monumental. I overcame those challenges with grit, hard work, and inspiration. End quote. So he's definitely mm -hmm. a pull-yourself-up-from-your-bootstraps type. Yes. He's a bootstrapper. Who does not think the government is here to help. Mm. It's here to Gotta love that. Gotta to love the one person that does something like that. And they were like, well, I won the lottery. Yeah. Why don't <laughs> you try to do that? 
But also, he listens to Word Up by Cameo to get fired up for things, and that's fun. I do relate. I do relate to him now. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen to Word Up by Corn to get pumped <laughs> up for things. By Cornmeo. By by Cornmeo. Yeah, exactly. Their cover Word wasn't. Up. Their it's cover good, was not terrible. It's a pretty good song. <laughs> also, have you heard Corn's cover of "The Devil Went Down to Georgia"? Yes. It yeah rips. It's so <laughs> good. And yeah, I mentioned earlier, the term running for VP is sometimes used in a demeaning way, specifically in cases like Tim Scott. But Tim Scott seems different. Like, he's not Herman Cain. Mm-hmm. He's not Ben Carson. Like, he's not like... He looks much more streamlined. Well, he's just, he's an actual politician. Dark. He didn't, like, own a chain of chain. Godfather's restaurants. <laughs> Or he wasn't a brain surgeon, which only Ben Carson can make being a brain surgeon sound bad. Like something a moron could yeah, do. Like we got this fucking brain surgeon in here trying to make decisions about the country. No, thank you. Talk about like a Forrest Gump level of concentration that you must have to be a brain surgeon and also be that dumb. <laughs> It's nuts. Just picture nuts. him field stripping an M16. Right. <laughs> and My you know, God, Carson, I've never seen that. That's a company record. <laughs> it is demeaning to talk about uh, like uh, someone running for vice president or whatever, but it's okay to be demeaning because these are Republicans. So fuck them. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah. That's the thing. Even though he might have a slightly more pleasant persona and they say he does have a knack for at least talking civil like with the other side sure he's still a republican yeah like there's this documentary on hulu right now about hillsong church which was this huge mega church and eventually there were all these sex scandals and things what at a church i know can you believe it and they're interviewing all these members who were like trying to get more women in leadership roles and trying to get more black people in leadership roles and trying to be more progressive. And that's the word progressive because then the filmmakers would be like, Oh, what about gay people? How does, uh-huh. how does your church feel about that? And they're just like, Oh, well that's just a thing you have to accept when you go to church that ah, they're going to hate the gays. And it's like, that's uh, not progressive. It's not, hmm. yeah. not super progressive at all. It's progressive. If you're a bigot. Yeah, sure. And they don't just stand up at the pulpit and go, yucky. (laughs) And Tim Scott is that like, he's not going to go to bat for your progressive social issues in most cases. He has a quote out there. Race is not a political weapon to settle every issue the way one side wants. Uh And another quote, America is not a racist country. He also (laughs) served as state co-chair for Strom Thurmond's final Senate campaign Ooh. in 1996. Ooh, that's like seeing fucking Ma- Michael Jordan play for the Wizards. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine doing that and working for Strom Thurmond. And it's interesting. His argument is, well, Strom Thurmond changed at the end and became more progressive, which... You'd have to. Yeah. If you're Strom Thurmond... You can't get worse than what you were. That's also the case with George Wallace. Sure. George Wallace won his last campaign with a huge, huge portion of the black vote. 
But I know that because of a drive-by trucker song that told me that. And <laughs> they also point out that despite that, George Wallace is in hell now. Yes. Because you don't get to run one campaign where you're like, all right, I get it. Black people are fine. Yeah. And then that excuses your decades of just ruthlessly right. yeah. suppressing it's civil just, rights. How do you feel about Byrd? Larry Byrd? <laughs> yeah, Larry Byrd. No, <laughs> Senator Byrd. Remember, because he was like, that's a big thing where people love to show the photo of him and Hillary. And they're like, he was in the KKK, you know. And he made a massive switch in a big way and like repented during his entire career um, and well, pushed that. The Democratic Party made a dramatic switch. They well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Southern switch was a yeah. Southern strategy. Big deal. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings about any senator, yeah, literally, right. in from history. Uh, yeah, I just know that I just couldn't see myself going to work for Ron DeSantis. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how you go and work for if, Strom Thurmond. If if Ron DeSantis gets the nomination, it would be so funny if Disney just allowed the Democratic Party to use all of their characters in their <laughs> promotional stuff. Yeah, They'd be like, do you want Iron Man to bring you up at the DNC? <laughs> you can use Iron Man. Yeah, we still have a couple of movies left over on yeah. RD Day's contract, so uh, if we could just call them in. Yeah, we have a contract left with Luke Skywalker. If you guys want a Luke Skywalker, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not Mark Hamill. It's like no. that fake Luke Skywalker TV from the Luke Disney Skywalker. Plus. But he did also join his mentor, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, mm -hmm. in calling for the removal of the Confederate flag outside the South Carolina State House. Wow. Which, yeah, not only that, but they decided to do that after the Mother Emanuel church shooting, which yeah. wasn't that long ago. No. And it's like, I mean, yeah, no rush, I guess. Like, it only takes a tragedy of that magnitude for you to be like, all right, I guess. Yeah. yeah he, he did wear a Skinner shirt while he pulled it down, though, so it's yeah. a mixed situation. <laughs> It's just uh, it's just so so progressive of them to tear down a traitor's rag 150 <laughs> years after they fucking lost. About heritage, Olivia, not hate. Uh-huh. Yeah. My heritage is hate for the Confederacy. <laughs> hey everybody. This is Adam host of the podcast you're listening to right now, just dropping in to let you know about a new podcast I'm hosting that I think you're going to like. It's called True Crime Sucks, and it's a podcast about the best and worst of true crime TV and documentaries. Each week, me and a rotating group of co-hosts and guests will cover a different true crime documentary or an episode of True Crime TV and praise or criticize it accordingly. So don't worry. It's not just us saying your beloved true crime shows are all bad. In fact, we're kicking the show off with a bunch of episodes about some of the best and most influential true crime documentaries of all time. The first three episodes are available now on all the platforms. Just head to your favorite one and search for True Crime Sucks or go to unpops.co slash true crime sucks thanks we love you let's get back to the show all right let's finish by talking about a couple of candidates who are running for real like they're mm -hmm. either 
going to win or they're they're going to drop. They're, I don't think either of these two are going to be anyone's vice president, except maybe sure. Nikki Haley. We just maybe. mentioned yeah, she's been good. She was she that name was interesting when it, when it came out because I was like, that was the U.N. ambassador. Yeah, and she was the one that was like giving stern warnings to the U.N. and the U.N.'s like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> well, but she also had a big falling out with Trump. So she didn't have a huge falling out like they're not great friends, but she's not super critical of Trump the way a lot of his former staffers are. I think their main falling out is that she announced she's running for president. Right. And Trump had already announced by then. She announced really early. She announced on Valentine's Day. Oh, I also didn't realize she was uh, Indian American. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She had real white lady energy to her. That's why. Yeah. No, she's she's Indian American. She served in the Trump administration and doesn't criticize him that much. So the MAGA types don't like want to eat her, at least. <laughs> She's got a, a little bit less abrasive of a personality than Trump mm-hmm. or DeSantis. But she can be firm when she needs to. Like Jeff said, she did scold the U.N. a few times for not doing whatever the fuck Trump needed them to do. He's like, you no. wouldn't even let me bring my gun into this chamber. <laughs> But she's also not super well known nationally. Yeah. And which is weird because she was the UN ambassador. That's such a huge job. It is, but I don't I mean, you know, John Bolton was UN ambassador. And like I just don't think that I don't think that people really care about that position that much. It's just such a well, let me rephrase. It's such a front facing job. Sure. Yeah. Where it's like she was in the news more of I I will say she was in the news than most. United States ambassadors. I mean, because everything about the Trump administration was had more news coverage. Yeah, we'll put it this way. If someone as dumb as me is familiar with her, other people are going to know. Yeah. And I am dumb. But I do. I do think she has the same problems as John Bolton. Like, I don't think enough people see her as a leader. Yeah. And like Jeff said, that huge mustache, she's rocking. Oh, she does have a giant push broom. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hot, too. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh, now I know what you're into. She also, almost immediately upon announcing her candidacy, suggested that getting rid of Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare might all be cool and chill things that we should look into. Those are. Such loser positions for Republican national campaigns. Their whole base relies on Social Security. So it seems like a mistake to threaten that. And Keep your hands off my my Medicare. Yeah. And I don't know if either of you remember, because now I'm blanking on when exactly it happened, but I think it was Joe Biden's like State of the Union address or something where he brought up that the other side wants to get rid of Medicare mm-hmm. and Republicans started fucking howling <laughs> because he was referencing this like one fringe dude who like <laughs> suggested it in like kind of an offhand way. And Republicans were like, no, we're probably not going to do that. Yeah. And then Joe Biden like painted it like this is what Republicans want. So I think that might actually be a thing that would derail Nikki Haley's. I think so, too, which is funny because it's definitely a thing that I would say in their heart of hearts, especially like most Republican politicians would love 
to dismantle Social Security. I think they just know that they can't say that because people will get justifiably mad at them. Yeah, they they do want to steal from poor people. That's yeah, we right, all agree. Right. Of course, just not so blatantly that it can't go on forever. Right. Yeah. You take a nickel, not the whole dollar. She also might be a little too accepting of immigrants, seeing as how she is the uh, daughter of immigrant parents. Yeah. And she has made some statements in the past that suggest she might be a little softer on immigration than your average Republican. So she's probably too woke for Republicans. Oh, absolutely. Is what I'm saying. Well, she's she's inherently too woke because she is a woman. Right. And so that's just going to wokeify you out of the I mean, uh, to to be fair, I think the most anti-woke person out there is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Although yeah. I, I wouldn't, cla- I'd classify her her as just a monster in general. She, I would say she's stridently anti-woke, but if she ran for a national office like a president or, you know, that would, I think that would be levied against her by, by Republicans that she's too woke. I even though she's obviously she's not. Too much of an absolutely unhinged maniac would be the thing that they would go no, for. No, but they like that. <laughs> she did though also signed some really harsh immigration bills into law when she was governor of South Carolina, including one that requires law enforcement to call federal authorities if they suspect someone is in the country illegally. So that sucks. And yeah, she buckled to the woke mob and took the Confederate flag down outside South Carolina state house too. So coward. Yeah. Probably just way, way too much of a lib- liberal cuck yeah. for yeah. the Republican establishment. But then there's this last guy <laughs> that I this want to talk guy. about. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Here's a problem with diversity in Republican politics. It rarely leads to diversity in political views. Oh, oh yeah. No kidding. It's, it's fucking ju- jerk off. It's just... A person of color saying the same hateful nationalist shit that their white counterparts are. And this guy is a shining example of that. You know, I admire anyone's confidence that someone named Vivek Ramaswamy would ever become a Republican presidential candidate. I just that's that's confidence that I'll never have. Yeah, you get you definitely get into the racial aspect of it in that regard. Where, like, that last name sounds like what Republicans would make up as a fake last name for an Indian person. A little bit, yeah. But, I mean, him being of Indian descent isn't nothing when it comes to politics. Because one of the really underreported aspects of India right now and over the past few years is Mm -hmm. it is a highly nationalist place and violently nationalist. Yes. It's just that instead of Christian nationalists, they're Hindu nationalists. RRR, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And absolutely. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that this guy is running as an open nationalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to remind you that isn't that why Gandhi was killed was because of a Hindu nationalist bodyguard? I don't know. That, I like that you were like, I'd else? like to remind you and then asked us a question. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I actually, I I don't know. I don't know that. But yeah, this guy, he sat down with Politico in a thing he knew he was being filmed and recorded for. And 
said that you could call him a non-white nationalist. Cool. And he followed that up by saying, why do I call myself an American nationalist? I am proud of that. I will not apologize for it. And I want to revive that. So this guy's just a nationalist who probably has recognized how effective nationalist politics have been where his parents are from. Sure. And where he's from. Very nationalism on the right is very popular. Also, I I, I checked and I was correct. That is why uh, Gandhi was killed. It was because he was too nice to Pakistan. Mm. So this guy is, I guess, what you would call a pharmaceutical bro. Cool. Yeah, he started a company called Royvent Sciences in 2014. Since 2020, he's spoken out against critical race theory, big tech censorship, stakeholder theory, which I wasn't even familiar with, but that's basically just saying, hey, corporations should like take care of the people that help them survive, which actually did used to be a thing. And we gutted that in this okay. country. It's just a huge piece of shit. Yeah. It's funny how Republican politics have just totally swerved away from talking about issues that actually affect people, you know, like economy and the infrastructure, all of these things. And they know that they can't talk about it because their policies have destroyed those things. He currently runs a company called Strive Asset Management, which is an investment firm that opposed the environmental, social and corporate governance framework, ESG, which is kind of the same thing as stakeholder theory. It's just the idea that corporations, given the massive amount of power they have, should operate a little more ethically on the world stage. And this Mm -hmm. guy's like, no, they shouldn't. Absolutely not. Should get to ravage this planet. Are you crazy? And what's crazy is how many poor people will vote for someone like this. Yeah, like, a lot. Like a lot. Like, well, it's, you know, it's what Steinbeck says. Everyone views themselves as a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he's basically one of those get rich and make sure a lot of people die while you're trying types. He's written books with titles like Woke Incorporated and Nation of Victims. Oh, God. So boring. Yeah. I want to mug him. I want to make him a victim. All these fucking people talk about the same bullshit. It's so boring. I want to give him a suplex. He also calls affirmative action, quote, the single biggest form of institutionalized racism in America today. I think just our general institutionalized racism is the biggest form of institutionalized racism. Mm. Well, this dude fucking sucks. So whole industry. Uh, He went to he got his bachelor's at Harvard and his uh, I believe his Juris Doctorate at Yale. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good for him. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad. I wonder wow. What... Yeah. You can really speak to the people. I'm just like, we, you know, we talked earlier about people who are running for like a book deal and it feels like this guy's running for a sub stack. Like there's just nothing behind him. <laughs> oh, he looks like such a huge piece of shit on his website too. Have you seen his website? His Vivek2024.com. No. It just says no. truth. And he's standing with his arms folded, looking like defiantly to the side. And I just wish there was like a truck behind him about to hit him. Well, (laughs) eventually the truck comes for us all. Oh, yeah. He looks like an asshole. Looks like such a piece of shit. So his 25 policy commitments to take America first further than Trump. In case you're wondering what he's pushing, national identity, 
It's just fucking dismantled yeah. managerial bureaucracy. Cool. Good. Guy, Everybody was so worried about that. Declare independence from communist China. That's what? not happening, buddy. That is absolutely not happening. You tell everybody that they're going to have to pay $1,500 for their next iPhone, what? and you see how that goes. Yeah, what does that even mean in, in like, reality? I don't even understand what you would do to do I mean, that. I think he would seize the property that they own here. Sure. I think that's... And then what? And then we get <laughs> nuked. Okay, I, I will tell you exactly what it is. You ready? Because he goes... Uh, he wants to hold the CCP accountable for COVID-19, use all financial levers, achieve semiconductor independence, secure our modern way of life, stop CCP affiliates from buying American land. See, that's the thing that they always just. That's know. a big okay. Republican talking point. Yep. But right these now. are all these are all you, you just listed six first steps. Yeah, like... use, use our military to annihilate Mexican drug cartels, defend against the CCP's opium war. Ban U.S. Wait, businesses what? from expanding in China <laughs> until the CCP stops cheating. This now, is just detached from reality. The funny part about the land is that that is the most anti-Republican thing you can do is say, stop landowners from selling their land for the highest profit. Yeah. Well, even their whole campaign against Huawei is the same thing. Like, sure. no that's, way. that's people in like rural areas wanting to take advantage of cheaper infrastructure and the government's like, nope, can't do it. Not on my watch. Yeah. So he also supports abolishing the Department of Education, the FBI and the IRS. And that's only like two thirds correct. He also wants to eliminate federal employee unions. Yes, of oh, course. Cool. Of course. He wants to end pro lazy remote work option. Uh -huh. Oh, God, yeah. this guy. So he just has every bad idea. That's, yeah, every his, bad that's his platform. He also wants to raise the voting age to 25 for anyone except military, first responders, or those who pass a civics test. That will definitely not be biased toward white supremacy at all. No, totally. He says yeah. American nationalist identity will be his campaign's defining policy. And I, I think I think he is really overestimating how many people like passionately care about that shit. He also announced his candidacy on an episode of Tucker Carlson tonight because, of course, he did. <laughs> PCT, baby. Oh, R.I.P. Tucker Carlson tonight. Yeah. <laughs> He's got Beavis and Butthead hair, which is very funny <laughs> to me, too. Wait, which one? Beavis or Butthead? Ah, uh, Beavis. Okay. But it's black. <laughs> sure. And in 2016, Forbes estimated his net worth at $600 million. So he's a real man of the people type. This Absolutely. One. He's like, I know I'm just a rural voter in Kentucky, <laughs> but I really like the down-homeness of this 600 millionaire that went to <laughs> Harvard and Yale in liberal New England. Jeez. Yeah, this he guy speaks sucks. To me. This guy sucks. And yeah. I feel like he's going to be on the fringes for a long time because he's got mm -hmm. enough money to just, you know, he, be that he's going to pest. He's got yeah. an unhinged smile. <laughs> like he's his going... smile, his smile looks like it, every photo of him smiling looks like he just got asked to take a photo ID. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's just going to take the path of every right wing grifter. It's a, it's a well trod path and he has begun his first beautiful steps down it. I will say Ramaswamy is a cool ass name though. It's a good name. He's got a good name. It's too bad that he is dragging it through the dirt. 
the yeah. Christy gnome of names. I don't like what you stand for. I like your look. Yeah, I hate this guy. I hate him yep. so much. Me too. And I hope all his dreams go down in flames. Me too. So I think that's our episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did it. We made it to the end of the first episode of You Don't Even Like This Show. Thank you, everyone, for still listening, even though we changed our name. We've gotten a surprising lack of, like, oh, that it's not called unpopular opinion anymore makes me sick to my stomach. Oh. Like, I'm glad we didn't get Are you not reading my texts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was, like, when the Staples Center changed its name. Yeah. There were people tweeting, like, oh, just sick to my stomach that it's not called Staples Center anymore. It's like, get a life. You are not sick to your stomach, you idiot. Let's maintain the the integrity of, of Office Depot giant (laughs) <laughs> fucking staples. I guess I shouldn't have used Office Depot in that case because that's a different store. And there's nothing to stop you in your personal life from continuing to call the show Unpopular Opinion. That's Just right. like I still call our local music venue in Indianapolis Deer Creek instead of Ruoff, which it got changed <laughs> oh, yeah. to. Well, Ruoff yeah, DC, is an objectively bad name. Awful. The, the DCU Center in Worcester used to be called The Centrum, and that's like a way cooler name. Ugh. That is a good name. The Centrum Senna. <laughs> or what used to be called Great Woods. Then it was the Tweeta Senna. And now it's probably, I don't know, some fucking TD Bank North Crypto dot org. Yeah. <laughs> fucking who knows? Yeah. All right. Thank you both. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? There's still more changes coming to the network, mostly just new subscription options. I think there's going to be a lifetime subscription option. And we are also going to be selling some new shirts and we're going to be selling a hard drive, the unpopular opinion vault with all (laughs) of the recordings that we have available to us from up to this point in history, which there's a shockingly low number of missing episodes. Like the first 28 episodes of unpopular opinion I can't find, which is fine. They (laughs) sucked. And there's like eight episodes of What in the World that I can't find. And beyond that, I found everything. We're going to put that shit on a big-ass hard drive and sell it to you. It's got got the old Unpops logo engraved into it. Very cool. So that will be a thing that will be available soon. And also, I finally figured out how to make these live stream links available to Supercast subscribers. So... I hope some of you joined us on this episode and that you join us more in the future. And that's it. There's so much to talk about, but that's it. My mouth doesn't hurt as much as it used to. Olivia, do you have anything to plug? You can find me on Twitter at Hi There, Hydar, uh, if you want, I guess. And you can... <laughs> A ringing endorsement. All right. I, it, look, it, it, it's fine. That site is dying and that's kind of entertaining. And uh, we've got our Lost Rewatch podcast going back, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is currently a From Rewatch podcast at the moment. Uh, and you can wa- listen to that. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Blue Sky also. If you're on Blue Sky. Wow. Not to, not to brag, but. Wait, you got an invite? You got I, any invites? I, I got an invite from my friend Ico in Seattle. But do you have any invites? I think I have one now. I dibsed out. Sorry. Hey there before hi there. <laughs> Alphabetical. I'm sorry, Olivia. Fuck. That's all I. Sorry, Jeff. What do you got to plug? 
for me, I mean, you follow me at Hey There Jeffro on all social media, including YouTube. Uh, and I know if you are a fan of you don't even like sports cards with Adam Todd Brown, I do a non-sports uh, card opening show called I Must Break You. Edit that uh, out, Brett. No, don't. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> And I need people to watch my YouTube too, so I can fucking monetize, so I can make money doing this. Uh, anyway, money doing this. I, I gotta figure money. out how to make money. I this. need the money. Oh. No, um, uh, yeah, I have. Uh, Jeff has cool friends you can get for free everywhere, but you can get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content at Patreon.com/slash Jeff May, where you can get other shows like Ugg Fine, the monthly show with Kim Crawl, as well as Nerd with Dre Alvarez. Uh, who, uh, uh, that's available for free everywhere, who also gifted us a pretty cool present that Adam and I are going to open on you don't even like sports cards. So you're going to want to check that a pretty banging wish list gift that we got. Yeah. Very yeah, excited yeah, about that. Yeah. Tom and Jeff watch Batman gamefully unemployed. See me live at blast in the past. Mint on card is the second Friday of every month. Uh, next show six, nine. Very nice. Um, I covered it all right. All right. I think you did. All right. We should get out of here. Olivia say goodbye. Bye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the you don't even like this show rookie card, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Actual Jim in 10. I'm